Silence! It's time! It's time! It's time for another episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Can you dig it, sucker? Grab a service pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a service pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a service pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a service pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 207 of the Drunk Dash Rose Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself. We have Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Three weeks away, roughly, until E3. I am excited, Tyler. Oh, me too. Buddy. I, have the, I have the week off from work. Oh, man, the week off, man. I, I am just going to be sitting in my freaking break room, just reading off little bits of gaming news and stuff. Unfortunately, I can't really get anything off, like, in terms of that week. But at the same time, it's like Sunday and Monday. It's just going to be predominantly those two days and stuff. And I'll see most of it anyway, plus catch Nintendo Direct when I get home, potentially on that Tuesday. Yep. But... <laughs> well, and I think EA stuff's on Saturday this year, so... It's Saturday. Yeah, I think EA is on Saturday. Uh, I think who's on somebody? A couple people. I think Bethesda is on Sunday. I think it's. I think it Microsoft. Microsoft. Microsoft too. Sunday. Microsoft's I, on a Sunday. Yeah, then I think on Monday it's Ubisoft and PlayStation, and Tuesday is Nintendo. Nintendo. And I think Monday also. Monday or Tuesday is also Square Enix, which no one gives a shit about Square Enix. Uh, I think Square Enix is probably on Tuesday, and I think that the whole, the whole PC showcase is supposed to be on like um, Monday as well. Yeah, no one gives shit about but, Monday though. That one. But yeah, man, it's like this. This is going to be an interesting type of E3 too, dude. But I'm just yeah. saying that because it's like the whole days are different. People are actually going through, going to be attending E3 that uh, you know that they wouldn't before because it's open to the public and stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's it's E3 is one the you know, best weeks of the year for as a gamer, as far as not playing games, but as far as like news and all that, really it's kind of the shows off what you're going to be playing over the next um, six months to two, three years, or in Last Guardian's case, 12 years. Um, so, yeah, I, I am super pumped for that, for uh, E3 to come up. A lot of big stuff, like what the hell is Nintendo going to do to make the Switch a <laughs> uh, big thing, to hell Scorpio, how's PlayStation keep Dominus going? Uh, is Ubisoft's uh, press conference going to be 19 hours straight again like it was last year? Uh, it's gonna be an, it's, is there going to be some sort of like shit or some involved with Vivendi possibly taking over their studios before the end of the year? I mean, hell, yeah. it could, anything could potentially happen here, you know? Yeah, it's going to – yeah, it's fun. I always look forward to E3. Even when, even when it's a bad show, there's still always one or two nuggets you can take from them. So. Oh, no uh, shit. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, – I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, and we're at the point now where like a lot of like people are revealing some things, not like a lot of like small details here and there, and then the big stuff's gonna come at E3, obviously, but announcing stuff or revealing a few things here and there, or a lot of rumors right now too. So we're gonna have uh, over the next couple weeks or so a lot of uh, little nuggets here and there. So that's nice. Um, then, oddly enough, we always talk about around E3 time. Nobody's releasing games. People are just talking about games coming out or are coming yeah. up or going to be or in development. Right now, we actually got shit to play. There's shit coming out. It's crazy. Like it is absolutely nuts. We got AAA games coming out like 
two or three every month for like the first six, seven months of the year. It's insane. Now for, I, I agree with you, Tyler. And let's just let's just I'll just put it this way right here for you kids that are actually listening right now who are like possibly what in your teens, yeah. 15, 16 and stuff. There was a time in the whole video game industry where big blockbuster games would not be released until close to the end of the year. We're talking September, October, November. Yeah. Those months in general were our savior points for gaming <laughs> in those times of the year. Now, companies don't give a fuck. They'll yeah. go and just release any type of games that they want predominantly if ever it just meets their whole like financial criteria or whatever the heck that they got going on for that point and so fast forward to this current year for 2017 and we got freaking all these crazy games coming out in march this past march and then all of a sudden may we have like about at least one or two big game releases yeah. right here as well and we're kind of being thrown for a loop yeah because next month Next month is also going to be crazy because you have Tekken 7. That's a big thing. You have ARMS. That's another one of our topic things that we'll get into. Soon 2 is in July. It is it is asinine. I mean, we've talked about a lot this year, but, man, goddamn, like, it's every month there's, like, seems like two big games come out this year, minimum. Uh, oh, yeah. Not including consoles. Uh, yeah, so it's been a crazy year, and it's only going to get crazier in a good way, uh, hopefully, with the 1E3 uh, comes around. Uh, but... Before we get into some of that, actually, you know what? Fuck it. We're, we can go right into the news. We'll do games later. Um, All right. So, kind of speaking of, keeping on with kind of the E3 stuff and things coming out. Um, I'll just go in order of what's in the, in the show notes here. Uh, South Park Fractured Butthole. Uh, it's been delayed like 14 times over the last like two years, it seems like. Uh, yep. It's supposed to come out like last October, and then it got delayed to December. Then it got delayed till March or like springtime. Then it got Now it's finally got a release date. Got a new trailer this uh, past week. Uh, coming out October seventeenth. Uh, I don't know if you saw the trailer, the new trailer or not. Uh, oh, I did. Oh, I did. Whew. I loved what I saw. Oh yeah. Trailer. Uh, it was. You know, I've talked about it. Uh, the first one, uh, Sick of Truth, was my favorite game of two thousand fourteen. Uh, yeah. So and if it's as good as that or near it, I'll I'll love it. I mean, I'm I'm South Park's favorite show, uh, and Sick of Truth was like the greatest hits of South Park, and I. Hope fractured butthole and plus playing off the whole fucking Marvel DC universe kind of shit, making fun of all those movies. Uh, and I love that trilogy of uh, they did with the coon and all that, uh, coon <laughs> and the super friends and shit. Um, a few years ago on the TV show, that was a good little arc they had. And I, I'm I'm obviously all all in on this the game. That fucking trailer was hilarious. Uh, PC principals in this one, who was one of my favorite characters oh my in God, South yes. Park. Uh, are you PC bro? Um, so <laughs> October 17th, no. take soon enough. I'm, I'm bummed. It's not, a, uh, on one hand I'm bummed. I don't, I can't play it now, but I got so much shit to play right now. I'm kind of happy it's not out. Cause that I'd be just pushing off more shit to play. Dude, dude. I know what you mean, man. With that South Park game, it's like, I keep on hearing now. It's like the game, you can pre-order it digitally through PS4 and through possibly Xbox one right now, but it's like. You could still get that free South Park Sick of Truth game if you've actually had the pre-order thing before and yeah. stuff. You haven't got like some sort of refund. You could download that game today if you really wanted to. Yeah, if you, if you pre-order, so I pre-ordered it last, uh, right after E3. They, yeah, so right after E3, they announced that like you pre-order Sick of Truth or uh, Fresh Behold, you get Sick of Truth for free with it. Um, but if you got it, you didn't get the game. You got a code with it when you bought the game. But if you pre-ordered it digitally, you got the you got the download Sick of Truth right away. So they released um fracture but whole as a pre-order like right after e3 last year 
download I pre-ordered it, downloaded that. Beat Stick of Truth last summer. I love that game again. Um, but when I got the late out of December, uh, in like this fall, like last fall, they canceled the pre-orders and I actually lost, um, Stick of Truth and all that stuff, which understandably I didn't, I didn't have, they gave my money back and stuff and all that. So I didn't make sense. Like you didn't, you don't own, you didn't pre-order it technically anymore. So we're taking away the yeah. Stick of Truth. Like a month ago or so, they actually, I got a message on my PlayStation saying some people lost access to Stick of Truth. I got the game. I got Stick of Truth back. You actually got the stick of truth back, despite yeah. getting your money back for your pre-order. Yeah, I got my money. I got my money back. Got yeah, and I still got to keep stick of truth for free. Uh, Holy shit! And I, 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 <laughs> I pre-ordered. I actually pre-ordered the uh, special edition one. It's like with my Best Buy. It's like eighty something dollars, and it comes with like all the. It, oh. I guess there's a season pass for this game, um, which it's South Park. So fuck yeah, I'm in. I guess. Uh, you know, we bitch about season passes a lot and what they do, but. Um, my fanboy isn't for South Park. I don't give a shit. I'm all in. Um, <laughs> so when I get the game, I'll have another. I'll have another copy of Secret Truth to give out to somebody. So yeah, I'm in. Oh, there you go. I'm. Fuck yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, hopefully nothing else comes out for like the couple weeks after that because that's gonna take up all my free time. Uh, so yeah, I yeah. Oh man. <sighs> yeah, I'm. I'm full. I'm. My body is ready. For South Park Fractured Butthole. <laughs> My butthole is ready for Fractured Butthole. Um, so, moving on uh, to next topic. Uh, one of uh, Junk Dash Nerd's favorite games of all time this is getting a sequel. Destiny. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the most infamous <laughs> games over the course of our uh, almost four years. Actually, uh, this week, uh, May 25th, I believe, marks the four-year anniversary of when Jake and I recorded our beta show. Uh, for Drunk Nash Nerds before we actually brought Gable's board. Um, yeah. That was released. Um, it was like 22 and a half. It was like a, a like we took a week off and we just released that show, um, which you'll be hearing sometime down the line when I re- we release that show. Uh, but yeah, go, we're coming up we're coming up on our 40th anniversary as far as uh, first time recording the show. But anyways, uh, Destiny. I mean, that game took over our summer a couple of years ago. All all the three yep. of us uh, played the beat the original uh, campaign. Um, like last June or July, or two June, June or Julys ago, and then this last summer we played through uh, the first two DLCs. Was like Dancing with Wolves or what the fuck it is, uh, and something else. Um, <laughs> dancing with wolves. <laughs> Dancing with Wolves, yeah, Destiny Dancing with Wolves. Yeah, Kevin Costner just appeared out of nowhere inside <laughs> yeah. Destiny. It was really weird. Yeah, he's the, he's actually the fourth Guardian <laughs> class you can be. So, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> That would actually, I'd be really excited if that was one of the DLC packs coming up. Yeah, I would have been excited too. Huh? Yeah, but we actually, you know, we, we played through the first two of the DLC packs. Um, I killed Kevin Costner, and uh, we played through most of Taken King. We never finished it. We talked about it before. Uh, Gables and I are going to go play through Taken King and uh, Ride of Iron sometime this uh, summer. Looking forward to it. Um, but anyways, Destiny 2. They um, We got a trailer like a month ago or so. It was kind of like a CG trailer. They didn't show any gameplay. Just kind of. Uh, Nathan Fillion being Nathan Fillion, which is awesome. Uh, yep. So we got they had like a whole stream, hour long. A lot of details came out. Uh, a lot of super uh, inside baseball stuff because I mean, I much as we play Destiny, I don't fucking understand Destiny um, as far as the story <laughs> goes and like the the and like I said, inside baseball shit. But anyways, uh, show off some gameplay. They showed the first uh, mission you do in the game where they actually go and destroy the the tower. The uh, so it sounds like that the hub, hub, yeah, the hub's gonna be gone. It seems like, anyways, or there'll be a new one. Uh, 
comes out already September, a good improvement. Yep, uh, coming out September eighth. Uh, no, P, it's coming to PC, but no date. Um, doesn't sound like it's gonna be day and date with the consoles, and it's coming to Battle.net. Um, oh. But yeah, the, some of the details oh, they announced oh. was that you don't have to like leave the map to leave like the world you're in or the level you're in to go to do a new mission, even if it's on the same uh, map you're in. Every time, if you want to do patrol, you had to go select patrol and then get it loaded into yep. it. Um, and if you want to do a story mission, like say on the Russia, and you're already on Russia doing patrol, you have to back out and then load up that story mission, and go back into it. And if you had yep. gear you wanted to sell or uh, take in and or accept new missions or get bounties, you had to go to the hub world, so you had to go to the tower and select all that stuff, sell the stuff off, buy new stuff, whatever you want to do. Then go back and do that. Uh, go back to the game and pick your level or whatever the hell you want to do. Sounds like what they're doing with this is they're getting away, going to go away from all that, which is a big improvement. Um, yep. I'm all. I mean, it's not like this is like a big like new thing because almost every other goddamn game in the world does this. It's it was stupid that was a case in the first Destiny. It was one of the worst things about Destiny to me. I, I, probably one of the top if I make a top five list, most annoying things about Destiny. That'd probably be in the top. Yeah, top three or four, maybe. Um, but also, there's going to be four new places you can go to. Titan, uh, a moon of Saturn. Uh, Io, uh, I think that's a moon of Venus, I want to say. It could be or Mercury. I could be wrong on that. Nessus, yep. which is, uh, I believe, just a made-up uh, planet. Uh, and then you're going to go to a different part of uh, Earth, and a European dead zone is what it's called. And they're saying they are hyping up that the European dead zone is twice the size of Russia in the first game. So it sounds like we're going to have bigger, bigger areas to be in. Because that was a big complaint about First Destiny. There was only four areas. They were fairly small. You, you went through every mission. You went through the, a lot of the same sections over and over again. Constantly uh, replaying the same areas over and over again. And so if these are bigger worlds and they're more alive. feel more a little more alive. I guess there's more things to do in it. I think that's a big thing. They also uh, said so their side quests are going to be um, bigger, more expansive. It's not going to just be how they were in the first one. Where it was just like, just like the story mission was like. Go to the same spot like fifty fucking times and do these and kill these guys, this wave of enemies, and then move on. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like they're going. It's going to be way deeper on that because um, the first game really didn't have side missions. It had like uh, three or four patrol missions, and they were dumb. Go here, kill that guy, and then leave. Um, mm-hmm. So and so they're hyping that up pretty good. Um, they're going to kind of have what a kind of sort of matchmaking where they didn't have matchmaking in the first one. So if you want to do a raid or a strike. Raiding needs six people for um, striking. Need three. You don't have to have three people, but you can have you. It's better to have three people, obviously. Um, yep. And the other ones in, in the first game, you had to, you had to have uh, six people that you knew or invite people to play uh, to play those to do it. You couldn't just meet up with random people on like and just do a matchmaking. Oh, no. You could like a random battle or random mission. Like if you want to single, if I just want to go on Call of Duty and play a game by myself, I can do that. But if you want to do a raid and just find five random people and search for a game online, can't do that. Uh, so now they're, nope. they're, they're not going to have matchmaking per se in destiny two, but they're going to have a clan system where you can just join a clan. Uh, I don't know if there's a limit to how many people you can be in your clan and you can find, you can match make essentially with the people in the, in the clan with you. So if they're online, so if like me and like, I, if I'm one of the talk ship guys are doing like, I have a clan and destiny two and they have five people and they want another, I can just hop in and stuff and I can join those guys easily. Um, or oh, yeah. anyone, you know, just as, you know, as an example. So that's kind of a cool thing they're doing. That didn't really bother me because I wasn't really into the raid stuff. But um, also they'd make a big change with the PvP uh, where it was, there's like a bunch of different game types, but a lot of them were 6v6 and there's a couple 4v4 ones. Every game mode is going to be 4v4, which 
uh, kind of sucks if you're, you know, you're depending on team size. And then also there's going to be expansion pass, no price announced or anything like that. I, well, I think there's a, I think it's a, I think it's a hundred dollars if you want like the, the one that comes with the expansion pass, but I don't know how much it's going to cost separately. I don't know if it's going to be 20, like the first one was like 20 bucks a piece or 35 for the expansion pass. So you say $5, uh, two add-ons, no date as far as when those are going to come out and no real talk of what's going to be in them. Uh, I imagine we'll get more in E3. Um, but what do you think about Destiny 2? I mean, I know it was kind of like a weird love-hate thing with Destiny for all of us. Um, but are you excited about Destiny 2? Oddly enough, I was watching bits of the gameplay trailers and stuff and going forth and seeing what was going on with it. And I am kind of interested in seeing what else happens with Destiny 2. Yeah. You know, I know there's probably going to be a lot more that's going to be shown around E3 as well in terms of what types of other things some sort of exclusive things or whatever but it is looking very promising obviously i still need to see some more before i really decide like any other game but it's like it is going in the right direction by taking away things like the hub world sort of aspects having the world's more like uh open explorable not so much repeating the same patrol missions the same things over and over again which really got repetitive and kind of mind-numbing to an extent in the original Mm -hmm. destiny from what i've seen so far the story actually seems a lot more like fleshed out and not so much average at best that's their point i didn't mention yeah it's a good point go ahead but uh at the same point it's like i am i am kind of excited for destiny 2 but at the same point, I am not as excited because it's quintessentially kind of following the same kind of models that Destiny was originally, where you have the $60 game, go forth, and you have like the season pass type of thing that will, will quintessentially be like two other DLC packs, which probably, probably are going to be like $20 a piece. So quintessentially, they're probably going to do the same type of... Uh, stuff that they did with the original destiny whereas they may have like what four big pieces of like expansion things or five big pieces or yeah. something like that they're gonna be like 15 not 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 15 but probably like 20 to 40 dollars a piece so quintessentially it's like the same type of mmo materials that you would find in other types of games and stuff but i don't know man it's like uh, i know i've done it before where it's like i've got i've uh, bought plenty of the dlc stuff you actually but uh, in kind of a funny turn of point and stuff, you did give me Rise of Iron, so of course I'm going to help you out by playing <laughs> through it. <laughs> you know you want to play it. Don't lie to me, you son of a bitch. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's how I pretty much feel about it. You know, it's like I want to see more of it. It did look good from what I saw. Yeah, um, for the most part, I agree with you. Like we talk, we you know, I always thought we always give a lot of shit to Destiny, but it's kind of like one of those things where it's like. You don't want to, like a girl picks on you or you pick on a girl because you actually like them or they like you kind of thing. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing with Destiny. I think a lot of it, 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 it take, it's a butt of a lot of jokes in the gaming world, but secretly we all kind of like it. Um, and it's people not so secretly because um, the core of the game, the, the the gameplay is by far the best part of that game and one of the better shooters out there. But the world they built and the you know and like obviously the content and everything around it has been, has been lackluster. Um, Oh well, yeah, I mean, the story it seems pretty good so far from what we saw of it. A uh, little trailer we got and some sneak peeks of it, um, where we beat Destiny, and I didn't even know we beat that. When we beat Destiny, I didn't even know that was the final boss. Like, remember when we beat him? Like, yeah. Jake's like, yeah, cool, we beat Destiny. I'm like, we did. 
Like, yeah, that was the final boss. I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah, it was. Because I, I mean, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> like, that final I, mission on Mars, yeah, that it was abrupt, but yeah, that was the final mission. Yeah, like I couldn't. I don't even know what the hell the story with that, that game was. I don't even know what the story at all for even playing like Smash Bros. I know in Taken King, the guy you're fighting, uh, you killed his son in one of the dancing wolves. Wolves. Uh, he's Kevin Costner's father. You killed. Uh, you killed in Taken King. You're killing Kevin <laughs> Costner's father. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's the only thing I really know about that. Uh, and some of the Vex, they, they can spend bedtime or something. Um, so the, the story seems good. They're actually gonna we have a bad guy and they're building him up a little bit. Um, the gameplay I'm sure will be great as usual. I think the biggest thing though with Destiny is going to be the content. I mean that's going to be the make or break for it. And that was a, the breaking point I think yep. for the first one uh, is. Like we like I was talking about when I was mentioning they they were talking like are we gonna go through the same areas twenty times? How big are these worlds gonna be? It doesn't matter like the size of the world. There's fifty million uh, open world games that come out every year, and most of them aren't memorable at all because of the shit they put in them doesn't matter. Uh, so the stuff yep. they put in it needs to matter, needs to be exciting, um, and also they want to you know I mean the way gaming has changed a lot. Um, since Destiny 1 came out. You look at games like Overwatch or Dota 2 or Rainbow Six Siege, um, where these games, you know, they, they have, there's a quality of life to them where, like, there's events going on and people care about these. And it's not like the biggest, uh, you know, these guys don't have tens of million people playing them, but they have a dedicated um, uh, amount of gamers that, that go back to these games and they keep and they, these events and the and the add-ons they do and all that keep people, keep the customers coming back. And they didn't do a better job of that with um, because I think they failed big time. The events they did uh, were dumb. I mean, the big one they did was with the racing stuff, which no one really cared for. Uh, oh, yeah, the Sparrow Racing. The Sparrow Racing. That only lasted for like a limited time. Yeah, it was like three weeks. They brought it back um, every December for like the last two Decembers for like three weeks. Uh, the two expansion packs they had um, were um, forgettable. Um, outside of Dancing with Wolves, obviously. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe one of the best, uh, expansion packs of all time. Um, yeah, I mean, and Taken King was like the one, it's the, it's the most memorable part about, about, everybody talks about Destiny, they talk about Taken King. They don't talk about Vanilla Destiny, they don't talk about the expansion passes, they don't talk about Rise of Iron, Taken King. Uh, so they need to do a better job of that and bring people back and the stuff that we, the free events I'm talking about. And then also with the, with the, the stuff we're paying extra for. I mean, I don't mind paying extra for games for like to play these games for a long period of time, uh, but it's got to be good content. It's, you need to have it regularly. Um, you know, if I don't, if I put twenty bucks into a great game that I love going back to, uh, and you're gonna give me more stuff here and there, that's fine. Like, I, yep. if I'm loving the thing, I don't have a I, I don't have a problem paying extra money. You know, to keep this thing going for a long period of time. Uh, just I don't want more of a reason to go back to this. If I love Destiny two. Uh, I want a more reason to go back to it than maybe twice a year for a weekend. Um, right. I want to keep coming back to this once a month or once every couple months. Give me something. Keep it. Keep it. The keep in the news. You know. Um, and like being in new places, all that, that that's pretty cool. Um, the four v four stuff. I'm not a big online guy, but four v four kind of sucks. I just look at. I still hate the fact that it seems like they're gonna keep three players uh, for the single player stuff. Which kind of sucks. Um, yeah. Because for us, because Gables aren't going to play it by ourselves, which is, you know, that's fine. But, like, when Destiny 2 comes out, I feel like um, there's probably going to be a lot more people I know that are playing Destiny 2. And it's going to kind of suck that, um, you know, like, we might have to kick people out or not let them play with us because 
we can only have three people in this thing. Um, oh, I know, right? And at least, you know, if there was a bunch of you, you can go on. If there's six of us, we can go on and play uh, online. But now we can't. So if there's, you know, four of us, whatever. Uh, and the raids are hours long. So it's like, I'm not going to want to throw a beat. If I play a raid, I'm not going to want to go jump right to another raid. So if there's six of us, we could have jumped in and do some multiplayer for a little bit. Now we can't. So it's like your options are limited if there's three, four, five, or six of you. Like you don't really have – you can do one of these three things and that's it. Unless you want to kick people out, um, which obviously you don't want to do when you're playing with your friends. So I don't know. I mean am I going to buy this day one? Um, Maybe. It's coming out a good time, September 8th. I mean as far as I know, we don't know what's coming out around that time. Um, After that anyways. I mean there's a couple like uh, Uncharted, Lost, um, Lost Legacies coming out a few weeks before that. Um, but that's oh, a, yeah. that's a totally different game than Destiny. So it's gonna be one of those things for me where I'm gonna take temperature of the room with the people I play online with a lot, or not a lot, but I play with regularly, um, and see where they're at with it. And if they're gonna pick up Destiny too, then maybe I'll jump into it because I, I Destiny is a fun game to play, but it's 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 fun with friends. So that obviously every game's better with friends, but you know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't Destiny two is not a game I want to play by myself. Kind of thing. Like I, I need people oh, to play it with. So if like if Gables told me he's buying it, then hell yeah, I'll buy it with you. You know, it's one of those things. Um, if not, I'll wait on it, and I'm sure uh, I'll play it down the line. I'm sure Gables. I will. I'm. I'm. No, I'm going to buy this game eventually, and I bet Gables will probably buy it eventually too. And it might be. We might continue the summer thing of like where Destiny's our summer game, and we just play it online here and there. Um, and maybe next summer 2018 or yeah 18, we'll be playing Destiny two single uh, the the regular campaign. Um, who knows? Um, but I'm hopeful. I mean, E3 is going to probably get a lot more news for, before then, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, going on, a couple of Nintendo things have come out. I'll jump into the first with, uh, there's a Direct this week um, with ARMS, and then we got a trailer for Splatoon 2. Uh, a lot of stuff came out for that. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, I got about 10 minutes of this thing and was bored of my mind. So I just skipped, really? I just skipped to the end with Splatoon 2. I honestly don't know if I could care less about ARMS at this point. Oh wow! Yeah, like I don't, I'm not, I don't even like hate the game or like the game. I just ambivalent about it right now, and I'm not like that about most games either. I, I usually have an opinion on a game uh, about whether I'm looking forward to it or not, or if I if I think this looks cool or I think this looks bad. I have nothing for Arms. I, I hope it's good. Obviously, there's a couple. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, uh, a couple things that they did announce. Um, there'll be free updates for this game. Over, they didn't say for how long or how many, but there um, there'll be new characters added and um, arms and shit um, over time. Uh, there'll be a global test punch, uh, much like they did with Splatoon uh, 1 and 2. Uh, it's going to be actually next weekend, May 26th through the 28th, and then also the following oh, yeah. weekend, June 2nd to the 4th. Um, the, it sounds like we're going to do an hour, like three one-hour time slots uh, per day for that. Um, so it's much obviously, it's like Splatoon. They did with the first two Splatoon games. Um, so I'm definitely going to check those out. Obviously, it's free to download. You've got to download on your Switch and then find out the times. Uh, you can go to like the Nintendo website. You can just Google it, I'm sure, and find out the times. I'm not going to tell you on here. You can do that yourself. Um, <laughs> but I'll definitely check it out. Um, I like the fact they're doing it over the course of six days, over two weekends. Especially um, this coming weekend is going to be uh, Memorial Day weekend. So I'm sure I'll, you know more time for people to play it. Um, or more chances for people to play it, I guess. Um, so, I'll, you know, I mean, I, I, there's no excuse not to try it out. Uh, it's coming out June 16th, which we already knew. Um but that's kind of the stuff I took away from it. There's a lot of other things. I'll let Gables. I'm sure you watched it, and I think you're more excited about it than I am. So I'll let you go over everything else. But like I said, I don't know if I could actually care less about this game. 
Well, the thing about the Arms Direct is I did really much took a lot more out of this <laughs> than uh, obviously I got a little bit more about it than like what you pretty much went into, Tyler, and mm-hmm. stuff. I do have interest in side fighting games. This one really strikes a chord because it feels fresh in terms of what type of... Uh, and like This is the type of new IP I've actually kind of wait for because it's like... it's it's kind of reminds me of how I was with Splatoon at first, you know, where it's like, I, it was definitely a new type of, like, uh, IP. It was a new type of experience to go through, but playing through Splatoon last year, you know, it's like, man, that was something that I felt was very refreshing and that was very, like, intuitive. And, yeah, you know what? I will be playing Splatoon 2 when that comes out in July. I mean, there's no there's a no-brainer on that. It's like... After that trailer that I watched and stuff with the single player stuff and all the crazy shit that you're going to be going through inside, like, uh, exploring the random stuff. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's Splatoon 2, though. But for ARMS, I love the idea of going through experimenting with different types of combinations for fighters, for have all these creative-looking fighters as well and stuff. Like, this is one fighter twin tell, which basically uses, like, her... Uh, her big old long ponytails and stuff like that. Her whole, like, long pigtails and stuff is, like, uh, fists and stuff to, like, hit her opponents with and stuff like that. Then you have this, like, Kid Cobra thing where it's, like, he's just quintessentially a dude that's, like, a freaking spring cobra that just goes, like, maneuvers all wacky and shit and stuff and just smacks you in the face with these slamamander type of, like, uh, like, fists and stuff like that and coils. I like the idea that Nintendo's, like, uh, pitching... When it comes to different types of weapons that you can earn through the game and different types of experimentations, like through elemental weapons, through this and through that. This almost reminds me almost like similar to what they've done with uh, Splatoon 2 and possibly make it some sort of possible competitive like eSport, you know, where it's like both games, Splatoon and uh, ARMS, are very similar to that. It's kind of like Nintendo's own version of their own type of like competitive sort of uh, esports sort of games that they could take to some like say an Evo or something and, like. No, well, yeah, with arms potentially like an Evo sort of an event and yeah, stuff to yeah, where yeah. people could get like people will get very highly competitive and stuff with their ranked modes and do this and do that. I mean, obviously, it's going to have its own like uh, niche type of audience and stuff like that. But you know what? After all the new character reveals and stuff, after all the new type of combinations and stuff. This is a game initially when I first saw it unveiled. It's like, okay, this is ARMS. It's going to have some motion sensors, sort of like uh, mechanics and stuff, where it's going to have some motion control, but there's some there's some interesting things inside the gameplay. And now, after revealing a couple of, couple of more subsequential things through now two like uh, directs in a row, pretty much, I am to the I am now forming the opinion where I feel like I'm probably going to buy this game day one because it looks really exciting, and I personally can't wait until I can go through and download one of those, like, test punch events. I think you can download it uh, now. Um, I think it... Yeah, you can... Okay. You can pretty much download it now, but you can't really play anything yeah. until the dates. Yeah. If you want to get, you know, pre-installed, you can do it now. Uh, you don't have to wait until the day of. Um, you know. Uh, the the one thing the only reason I really I, I jumped in and checked it out was because I was excited for Splatoon two, uh, to see what the trailer was for it and um, uh, they announced there's a single player trailer showed off some shit for that looks more like some of the stuff we got from the first Splatoon game, 
uh, for the single player, which is the thing I loved about that game. It, what's what, what made oh, yeah. it one of my five favorite games of I think 2014, 2015. Yes, 15. Um, so <laughs> Splatoon 2 went from a game that I was probably on the bubble to buy to yeah that's a day one buy especially in july um yep yeah i'm fuck yeah splatoon 2 you're, you're gonna be that's mine, the baby. dead zone july is the dead zone yeah uh that's <laughs> just me waiting for uncharted and madden uh so <laughs> i am yeah splatoon 2 looks fantastic uh just a single player stuff anyways gameplay on that and then i was, I was really excited for the i forgot what it's called but the horde mode they essentially have that yeah. could be really cool um it's man i'm you know, I like Splatoon. I like Splatoon one a lot, but it's kind of got that Destiny thing to it. Whereas, um, I want to play that game. I played Splatoon a lot more if I had like friends to regularly play with. And now with the Switch being a little more popular with the people that I game with, um, if I can do, if we can do that Horde mode stuff, or we can do online, um, do some private my, private yeah, private matches, um, then I yeah I I hope to play this game a lot more uh, than I did the first one. The first one I got actually played it. All by myself, pretty much all the time, uh, and I still got. I put like probably fifteen hours or so on the on the online portion. Yeah, uh, and I was actually really good at that when it first came out, and then I went back to it like six months later. And fucking Japanese people are insane at that game, so <laughs> I got my ass canned <laughs> to me. So I'm like, all right, well, it was fun while it lasted. Uh, but yeah, that was my one key thing that came away from me on this thing is uh, Splatoon two. Obviously, that's gonna be a day one buy for me. And if you love Platoon, um, you'll probably love Splatoon too. Uh, and they seem like you're just going bigger and better with it. And I hope I hope people check this out because I know Splatoon one sold really well. They sold over five million copies on the Wii U, which is really impressive for a console that sold uh, just shy of thirteen million consoles. Oh no, so shit. it's almost more than the, almost close to like half. Yeah, of the forty percent base or something. Yeah, forty percent of your owner base own that game, which is really good for especially for a new franchise. Um, Especially when that's online, most mostly an online game, and obviously Nintendo and the internet um, haven't quite met yet. They've shaken hands once or twice, but that's about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I hope Arms is good, obviously, and I I want I want to like this game. I want it to be good, and I want it, uh, another Nintendo game for me to buy for my Switch. Um, and I hope it's successful, obviously, because I mean. The more the more successful Arms is, the better it is for the Switch and it is for Nintendo in the future. So, um, I mean, I guess we'll find out. We'll probably we'll probably talk about it next week on the show because uh, I guess oh, we'll, yeah. we'll be able to. Have, oh yeah, no shit. We'll be, I'm just the most excited about it because it's a new Nintendo IP that I'm yeah. actually interested in playing. Yeah, but so I mean, Platoon was a really good new IP for them, and hopefully they keep it coming up with Arms. We'll have to wait and see. Um, that's kind of the, the stuff with the direct. I mean, I, I guess you don't talk about much, but what what do you think of the Splatoon two trailer? Splatoon two, the Splatoon two trailer and stuff. I thought was uh, it was pretty good for what it was showcasing, which is quintessentially just a little preview thing for the single player campaign. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was good. We'll probably see a little bit more during another direct. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see a lot um, at E3 because I guess. Wow, um, Arms comes out like I think it's like the Friday after E3, so I wouldn't be surprised if yep. we get a, a one last big push for Arms, one last big push for Splatoon two, and then I think obviously uh, Mario Odyssey and all that stuff. Well, I think maybe next week um, or two weeks we'll probably do like our E3 um, um, guesses kind of show, um, opinion, you know, things like that. So, uh, but yeah, I'm sure 
the next few weeks there's gonna be a big push for him and obviously with the, with the test punch coming out we'll we'll know a lot more then um finally with uh keep on nintendo uh some rumors kind of came out and it's, it seems like more than rumors almost confirmed kind of stuff uh, obviously we knew animal crossing game for the mo- uh, for mobile phones is in the work it's been in the work for a while yeah and it got delayed it's supposed to come out um before April of this year, but I got delayed till uh, it's supposed. They said before April of next year, but it seems like more than likely to come out sometime this year. But on top of Animal Crossing in the works, which we don't know anything about, other than that it's in the works, we don't know anything like what kind of game it is. Uh, a Zelda mobile game and also a Pokemon card game um, are in the works for the mobile phones too. Those are both the Zelda game for sure is coming out after Animal Crossing sometimes, but we don't know anything about the Pokemon games. Uh, the Pokemon game. Um, other than the fact that these games, uh, Pokemon and Zelda will probably be 2018, seems like. Um, but, I don't know, this seems like big news uh, as far as, I mean, Nintendo is pushing more and more towards the mobile phones, which they've, uh, you know, it's been a big thing of them for the last couple of years now since they announced the, the partnership with DNA. But they've been kind of, the outside of Pokemon Go, which is, I mean, was a huge thing last summer, uh, but even it's the biggest thing Nintendo's had, but even though it, Nintendo doesn't actually own Pokemon, it's been the most successful thing for them. Um, the Super Mario run was kind of, I mean, it sold well, but it was a disappointment overall. Um, Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Heroes, I think it was called, uh, kind of came and went. Uh, Miitomo was a kind of came and went as well. Um, so I don't know what, I mean, I don't know what, these games are going to be Animal Crossing. I, I would hope it's just like a smaller version of what the actual games are, which I think could be huge on phones. Uh, that'd be the per- that's a perfect phone game. Uh, Animal Crossing is um, the Pokemon card battling stuff could be cool, uh, but the free to play stuff will will probably turn me off from it. But I think that could be pretty successful for them because I know they have the, the the Pokemon card game for the PC that's been around for a long time and uh, not the biggest thing in the world, but it, it it's been around for a long time and it's still got a pretty good uh, fan base for it. Uh, the Zelda one is the biggest, to me, uh, like, what the hell is that game going to be? Like, Super Mario, easily transferable to phones from a 2D side-scroller kind of thing. But what the hell is Zelda going to be? Like, I don't even know, like, what it could be and what I would want it as a fan to be. Like, do you have anything in mind? Like, I, there's been no real rumors, like, or anything coming out for what it, what they're working on for that. Oh, man, that... That would be kind of surprising, but uh, <laughs> I think it would actually be kind of surprising to see if it was actually some related to an actual adventure game, you know? Mm. I mean, how would the hell would you make that work on a phone, you know? It's like, I don't think it's going to be a traditional Zelda game, because yeah. it's going to be like uh, something that's going to be like subsidiary, possibly, to what uh, particular games of that type. It could be just like a point-and-click sort of like miniature adventure type of thing for for Link or whatever, but uh, when it comes to some of the other games and stuff, it's oh yeah, it's like what you were saying, Tyler. Like the other past, like Nintendo games that they've done for mobile and stuff, they've had some moderate success and stuff like that. But uh, a lot of which are the games that they put on the the you know the Apple Marketplace and Android. There's been like a bunch of microtransaction things along with. Well, the only rare exception being Mario Run, which is just an upfront cost of ten dollars, which people don't want to fucking pay ten dollars for a Mario game on yeah. handheld. Apparently, considering that over like two and a half million something people like they downloaded the demo for free, well, but they didn't buy the entire game. I think it was actually like they've there's been forty million downloads or something like that. Oh, I see. Between I see. Android and, uh, Android and iPhone, 
But I think like less than 10% of those people are not less than 10%, less than uh, 20% of the people actually paid for it. So you got to think maybe five, 5 million downloads, like paid downloads is pretty good at 10, at 10 bucks pop for a phone game. But, uh, you know, when you get out of 40 million, you get, you know, five is kind of a, that's kind of, you know, you don't get, you don't get any money for that 40 million. So that, that's a bit of a, uh, that stings a little bit and i didn't really care for super mario run but i i've been upfront about my not being so much of a fan of 2d mario games i'm, I'm more of the 3d mario game kind of guy so uh well mario run wasn't exactly a bad type of game no I mean, it wasn't it was pretty fun for what it was it, was a, it wasn't a bad game it was just I mean, it was one of those games where you can easily beat in one sitting and there was no real reason to continue playing it after you finish the game that's very true so especially for a phone so... game where people want to go back to it constantly um, unlike some, like said, like an Animal Crossing miniature thing, where that's yeah. that's perfect for an, a phone setting, where you're just going through taking care of your home, doing little random garden things. That's a easy a point. That's easily like a point and click sort of like uh, yeah type of game because you just tap to collect certain fruits or vegetables or something like that. Just design your own type of things or buy designs for friends and stuff like that. That makes the most sense out of yeah. any one of the games that have come out so far on that device. Animal so Animal Crossing, you can argue, is a better phone game than it is a DS game, yeah, uh, it I could be if that. it was what uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf was. And you got that on the phone. That's fucking incredible. Like I'm not a big Animal yeah. Crossing guy, but even I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah. And obviously, the Pokemon card game uh, is perfect for phones. Um, so, uh, and I, I don't think it'll be as big as Pokemon Go was, but I think it's it could it's be cool. definitely not going to be. I mean, help. Pokemon company even has like their own like trading card game on Apple stores. You know? Oh, that's so right, they like, do have one for yeah. their iPad. You yeah, know? So it's, it's not really advertised though. So no, it's I, not. I feel like if they got a good push and Nintendo got behind it and Apple got behind it and stuff like that, then it could be uh, bigger. I mean, like Yu-Gi-Oh actually released a uh, card game for the the, uh, the the mobile phones and yeah, this past year and people really seem to enjoy that. Yeah, uh, my only thing is like obviously I hate the I don't hate the idea of free to play. Uh, but if you really get into it, it's, it's just way more expensive. I'd rather pay 20, 30 bucks for those games. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I'd rather have a lump sum too. And like, just play the game that I feel for free, you know, yeah, instead like, of like, yeah. Like Pokemon Picross for the, on the 3DS, the free to play game. Like if I could have just paid 20 bucks for that game, I would, would have been much happier with that. The free to play model ruined it for me. And then there was that, what was that Pokemon that match? Shuffle. Pokemon Shuffle wasn't, I got hooked on that game for like, <clears throat> for like a fucking month. And there was like quit playing. And that got infuriating. <clears throat> yeah, but the, the free to play model made that game infuriating to me. Um, and if I could, have, I would, have, I, I would have gave. They would have got more money out of me. Uh, I would have paid twenty, thirty bucks for that game and happy with it than what they got. They got. I think in the end, they, they got, I gave them ten bucks. And then the, the free to play model just, they it just uh, kicked in. And you're like, all right, well, this is obviously bullshit unless you pay real money for it, kind of stuff. So uh, I know a lot. Of, I mean, I. I know I bitch about, but it's I don't blame them for doing it because it's probably make way more money off of it free to play than they would if they charged ten bucks for it or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think at best with the Zelda game, it could be a uh, a small scale Link to the Past, Link Between Worlds kind of game, uh, or maybe like a Adventures of Link Zelda Two kind of game, maybe like side scroller kind of stuff. Um, at worst, I could see it being like a match three kind of game or something. I don't know. Oh, I, yeah. I feel like that Zelda game could be anything. It could be, I mean, not anything, but I, for like a mobile game, there's so many different things it could be. Um, like a small, it could be a small scale Zelda, it could be a free to play bullshit card game, 
or uh, match three <laughs> game, you know, whatever. I mean, the Candy Crush, whatever. Uh, pick Cross, whatever. There's already a Zelda Pick Cross, actually. Um, but, yeah, I'm curious to see what it is. I, I doubt we're going to be hearing. I don't see us hearing anything from. I'd be surprised if I said anything about Animal Crossing uh, Mobile um, IE3. I bet that's going to be announced later on down well, the line. Well, they did announce that Fire Emblem Heroes game, like, during the Direct this past year. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they're going to keep that stuff separate. I feel like this year is going to be Switch only for them and maybe a couple yeah, small things. Yeah, it has things. to be. That's their yeah. new bread and butter machine. Yeah, so, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what these could be. Um, I hope it, you know, the, the, the mobile stuff picks up for them. And it's, it's been, I mean, it's made a lot of money for them, but it's way less than they were hoping for it to be, um, which is concerning. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, moving on to some, actually, uh, there's been some games we've been playing this past week. Uh is it cool if I go first? Yes, go on ahead. Right, thank you. Um, I, I talked about last week. I didn't like Prey, so I actually traded in for a profit and picked up Injustice <laughs> 2. Uh, there you go. People don't know. They haven't listened to it for a long time. Actually, I talked about Injustice 1 on episode 2 of this podcast. Uh, yeah, you did. Almost four years ago. Um, and I love that game. I beat that game actually three times. Uh, beat it a couple times on 360, and then I replayed it again on PS4 uh, just last year, actually. Um, huh. I love Netherrealm and what they've done with the fighting games. Like, I'm not a big fighting game guy. Um, obviously with arms and I've never really, care, I don't really give a shit about Street Fighter and all those games, but I sort of like Smash Brothers and shit. But, um, what Netherrealm has done, uh, with fighting games for me has been great. Like, they have definitely got the casual fighting game fans and found a good way for them to jump in. It's a, it's a fairly easy to pick up, uh, three button, uh, fighting game, uh, with a really great single player mode, which is for me, that's all I want. Like, I want a great, single-player game um, for fighting games. So I like playing fighting games, but there's not enough reasons for me to go back to them, especially at $60. It's a little steep for me. Uh, but with Injustice, I, I like I said, I beat the shit out of the game uh, a few times. That was before I even really got into, like, never been a comics book guy, but I, I like the Marvel movie universe, and I like, I actually kind of, I actually was watching Man versus Batman a couple weeks ago. It's actually not a bad movie. Um, but over the last few years, since... Justice One came out. They've had they've had a lot of TV shows. Like I love Flash and Green Arrow, uh, two of my favorite shows currently going right now. I really enjoy Supergirl and uh, Legends of Tomorrow. So I know a lot more now about the DC universe than I did with Injust with Injustice. Where Injustice, I I knew Batman, Superman, Flash, Green Arrow. I knew those guys a little bit because uh, as a kid I watched cartoons and I watched Smallville back in the day. Uh, yeah. But <clears throat> now, like going into it, like they've expanded the the uh, the character some way there's like i think almost 20 characters at um when this game when at now um where like in the first one oh i think actually like 26 or way more i think 20 um where the first game there was i think 15 or like there was 20 something after all the um the dlc came out if you played like the uh game of the year one or whatever the hell they want to call it definitive edition oh yeah uh there's a lot more um but the, a lot of them was like the top tier guys like lex luther batman superman flash green arrow uh, Catwoman, like all the ones everybody knows, but with this one, they have definitely kind of gone into the next tier where it was like all the A and B guys, and now they've gone and gone down to like the tier below that, where like, uh, like say, like Captain Cold, uh, Cheetah, um, Black Can- Canary, um, Gr- Grod, uh, Gat yeah, Grod, who is a um, yeah, Gorilla Grod, yeah, who is a gorilla, <laughs> uh, that that could speak telepathically. And also has psychic abilities and control people's minds, which is really crazy. But it actually works really well in the uh, show in Flash. Um, 
so it's kind of cool going into this now, knowing a little bit like who these characters are, uh, being a fan of the television shows. Uh, so you're a little more hooked and a little more invested in these characters than I would have been um, going into it now. Like I, I still like obviously I love Justice One before all that, and I know I'd probably really enjoy Justice Two, um, but I'd be really fucking confused because there's a few of those in the, now that like who the hell right. who the hell is this or who the hell is that? Like I've never even heard of these people, but um, <laughs> now I actually have some context of what the hell was going on. So it's even better, and like this is by far like I love the first Mortal Kombat game they made. I love MKX. Um, all the storyline, single player. I just play the single player mode. I don't give a shit about anything else. Because uh, I'm terrible at the game. Uh, but I feel pretty cool in the single player mode. Um, but the story they made so far is is great in this game. Where it takes place uh, a couple of years or so after uh, Injustice 1. Where Injustice 1, um, they, were, they went with the multiverse kind of stuff. Where there was multiple, um, I guess, universes. Uh, and they brought, like, Superman uh, killed uh, Joker because Joker tricked Superman killing Lois Lane, who was pregnant with Superman's child, and he went bad. Yep. And uh, Batman in that universe brought over all the super, all the Justice Hero guy, Justice League guys from a different universe to help him to stop Superman. So it takes place uh, a couple years down the line from there, and now it's like Superman's in jail. Uh, Batman uh, is kind of run the show, and he's kind of getting the, trying to get some of the gang back together and keep everything. And everybody, some people have gone their separate ways. There's different bad guys popping up over here. Um, but then like Brainiac comes, who's, um, I don't really know much about Brainiac because he's, well, really... Brainiac, like uh classic wise, Brainiac is actually one of the, one of the major enemies from Superman yeah. back from like their comic book iteration and stuff like that. He is quintessentially the being and stuff that actually, I believe leads to the destruction of uh Krypton the, to a certain extent, depending on which, um, some people in some Comic books, TV shows, whatever. It General Zod led to the destruction. Some is Brainiac. That's the part I do know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, basically, Brainiac, um, his thing is he loves, like, his um, he, knowledge. He thri- He That's his one thing he thrives for is knowledge and learning things. And that's his one big thing as a, as a villain. He destroys planets everywhere he goes and then sucks up all the knowledge about uh, of that planet. Uh, and that's and basically the way it starts. Just two starts off is Supergirl and um, as a teenager and um, Kal El Superman as a baby they escape uh, Krypton, their planet uh, right before it blows up because Brainiac goes there and destroys it. And then he finally makes his way to Earth and Supergirl finally comes out of her like uh, deep sleep where she actually didn't age it one day. Um, and she, she her mind's been warped because like actually like Wonder Woman. Is a bad is a bad guy um, in the first game. Is like Cyborg's a bad guy in the first game. There's a bunch of characters. Flash was a bad guy in the first game. Like a lot of the Justice League heroes uh, that we know and love, or some people know and love, are actually bad guys in the first one. And now, like some of them are still bad guys. Some of them are trying to like uh, win their favor back, like Green Lantern and Flash, and all of them are trying to come back as and like show the world that like they made a mistake and they want to make up for that. And um, so, anyways, Brainiac's there, and it's kind of like. Batman's trying to stop him, but also at the same time, there's people trying to release, uh, trying to get Superman out of jail. Uh, there's so many, and then like the society's popping up with Groot's leading his own army of bad guys, like Captain Cold, Cheetah, Catwoman, and shit like that. Uh, there's just so many different factions going on right now, and it's um, it's really cool. That's and actually the, pretty awesome sounding, actually. Yeah, like, the story <laughs> is incredible for a um, for a fighting game. Uh, and the way another one was always done, really good job. They're four for four right now. So far, I haven't beaten just two yet, but I'm past the halfway point. Um, 
where they do a such a great job of making a pretty good story to a really good story, and then also seamlessly turning those into fights. And the fighting, obviously, for someone like me that doesn't really, obviously doesn't, like I mentioned, not a big fighting game fan, they have done uh, a great job of making that feel good. Uh, and the new characters all feel um, pretty good. Like, a couple of them are, like, um, they, they borrow a lot of the same fighting. Like, Supergirl has some of, it's kind of like uh, in Super Smash Bros. Melee where they have Link and Young Link. Where Supergirl... Like, kind of like, so, like clones of one another and stuff like that. Only like give or take a few types yeah. of attributes. So Superman's slower but more powerful um, than Supergirl. But they, they share a lot of the same uh, move move sets. Um, but I actually had a... Um, Supergirl's actually really fucked. Young League is my favorite, my favorite character. And Super Smash Bros. Melee. So far Supergirl's my favorite character in this game. And also Black Canary is really cool too. I'm actually... Normally I'm like, I like the tank kind of guys in fighting games I play. Like they, they do powerful moves. And in this game, yeah. I've actually really enjoyed the smaller, faster characters um, outside of Catwoman. Like, Flash was my favorite character in the first game. He's really cool in this game. Um, like, Captain Cold is actually pretty cool. He's kind of like a... He, he's kind of the sub-zero of the game. Where he, like, obviously, because he's Captain Cold, he freezes people. Um, obviously. <laughs> but he, his, his moveset is pretty cool. Like, everybody feels in this game uh, unique. It doesn't feel like... Uh, you know, like nobody really feels weak. Like everybody, like there's obviously weaknesses, but their strengths are they're really good. Like, nobody feels overpowered so far. Um, like there's always a you know like like going up. Like I did like a battle between Bane and uh, Catwoman, where I was Catwoman and fighting Bane, and I actually whooped his ass just because I was so much faster than him. Uh, and that feels good. Or like actually like fighting, being a tank, and then finding a way to fight these characters. Like I, I'm dying. I'm losing a lot. This game is tough. Uh, I'm playing on normal, uh, but huh. finding the weaknesses, like, I'm getting, it's frustrating at points, obviously, uh, but, like, finding a, a better way and getting better as you go on, like, sometimes losing is more, it, it works out in your favor because you get more experience with these characters, and later on throughout that that um, that chapter with these characters, you get, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm getting better, um, but, yeah, it's great so far, I'm, I'm loving this game, uh, fucking NetherRealm knocked out of the park again, uh, so that means probably in a couple of years we'll get, um, all right, maybe next year we'll maybe hopefully we'll get um, more Comet Eleven because I you know I'm all for that. But yeah, so far great game, much better than Justice One, and that could just because now I know more about DC. But I, it's great, it's great so far. Uh, I I recommend it. if you like uh, the NetherRealm games, even if you're not a DC fan, if you like those games and the story and the way they do it, pick this game up. Maybe I can see you know like. Maybe this is our price point for a single for this because you can beat the campaign probably four or five hours. Your campaigns aren't very long, uh, but yeah, if you're not, you can wait. I mean, obviously, I mean, if you're not going to play more than the single player mode, I mean, if you can get cheaper down the line. But so far, yeah, this is uh, one of the best games I've played so far this year, which is saying something because wow. I played a lot of really good games so far this year. Uh, so yeah, it's great. I love it. Um, I hope it is successful. It's getting good, great reviews. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be buying a DLC for this game. Uh, but, yeah, it's great. And I, they actually did some cool stuff where they actually added some uh, more single-player stuff to it. Where, like, first game, the first three NetherRealm games they made had just, like, mainly the single-player stuff and maybe, like, some... You can do, like, the challenge mode where you fought, like, you t- you climb the tower kind of thing and you fight ten uh, fight ten different people and that's, like, the, they're, they're uh, kind of the old-school, like, Mortal Kombat thing. Like, we fought all these characters and you beat them and that was it. Um, they actually added a thing called like multiverse where you can do like different challenges every day and fight different characters. Huh. Kind of a w- cool, unique way to keep the game fresh. 
Um, I haven't really delved into that too much, but from what I read from it, it seems pretty cool and people are liking it. So uh, if you want to beat the single player campaign, you're not really into doing any multi uh, online shit because I know I'm not. Uh, that's kind of a cool way to keep you coming back to it. Um, and they added some like they've they've gone like with some RPG elements to it where you can actually unlock gear and they have like uh, kind of like loot boxes you can unlock called mother boxes, which is I guess a big thing <laughs> in the uh, um, in the DC universe. Uh, I don't really know, you know I, I know a little bit because of the movies, but um, they're like loot boxes basically you unlock and you get gear for your characters. So they've added some shit so you can like. Actually, they don't affect the single-player mode at all, or, like, I guess some... If you play ranked matches online, it doesn't affect it either. But if you play, like, just, like, outside of the arcade mode, or you play um, locally or whatever, you can actually, like, get better armor or better weapons or different gear for your characters, and it kind of can change your stats based off that, uh, which is kind of a new thing for, um, uh, you know, typical uh, fighting games. So uh, there's definitely... there uh, does some cool things that kind of keep the... the uh, people coming back to it after you beat the single player campaign i'm probably gonna check out the multiverse shit after i finish the game i'm um, hopefully i finish it in uh, the next couple days uh but yeah um, oh man yeah this game is i'll tell you what it's fantastic <laughs> dude good man i'll tell you what man if if not for the fact that tekken 7 is going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks man i'll probably be going all in with Jin justice 2 yeah because dude i love fighting games i mean it's no real big secret i was a big fighting game fan even back when i was a kid and now it's like, I know, I love the original Injustice Gods Among Us. That was a fantastic game, and it's the only type of game I've actually played from Netherrealm and stuff where I've actually thoroughly enjoyed. Because, honestly, I just do not like the styling of Mortal Kombat with the whole mm. fatalities and all depth and all this all the invisceration of the stuff. Mm. But Injustice, I mean, hell, that's up, my, that's up my repertoire right there. I love superhero type of games, all these fancy like uh, scenarios and all these other type of dream matches, uh, like matchups and stuff. And uh, from what it sounds like, Injustice 2 continues that trend and it is actually considerably better with expanded moves, expanded different types of characters, potential for awesome types of DLC. I mean, hell, I saw the first DLC pack that they're going to be going off with, like, say, uh, with Starfire, with Sub-Zero, yep. with, like, freaking, uh, oh, God, who... oh, God, ah, no, there's a couple other ones, but, like, they've, like, there's a couple other ones, but, but they they have, like, 12 or so like the the deal like their season passes and shit they've done with the mortal Kombat and just games they've done a great job for extra content like i think uh uh injustice one had like 12 new characters with the season pass i think uh mortal Kombat yep. 8 uh mkx i think had like 16 um and it seems like they're gonna there's at least i know there's at least gonna be like what nine or something like that with this yeah they dlc stuff because they got like three dlc packs yep that they're planning on bringing out and they kind of tease a, a few other characters are coming down the line but yeah the new characters have added in this and then also just um what's coming down the line is fantastic like especially like like i, I said I, I know the universe a lot more now it's like firestorm and there's actually there's one character um he's like blue beetle he's like a oh, yeah. a beetle guy in a beetle costume like a beetle suit from mexico um, who's actually pretty <laughs> badass. I don't, I, I don't know who he is. I've never heard of him before until this the game. The Blue Beetle. Yeah, he's pretty badass, actually. Uh, he was really I've cool. actually heard of that character, but I've actually I've never liked, actually like you know read any of the stories. Yeah. As long as they don't have somebody like uh, Asbestos Man, but even though that's Marvel, that though. Yeah. yeah, see, I... Asbestos Man was uh, a subsidiary type of villain from uh, Daredevil comics. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, okay. I figured he's like a, he's a tick villain or oh, something. Oh, here's... Well, here's a here's a spoilers warning. He actually dies from his own suit because his own suit causes him cancer over the years. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's sad. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, speaking of, uh, not only really speaking of, but speaking of kind of comic book shit, um, Logan, watch that fucking movie. It's fantastic. 
I watched that this past mm. week. Uh, really good movie. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. It's pretty much it for me. Um, probably talk about a little more next. Probably, like I said, probably finish up, talk about more next week, and then I'll probably play check out Arms. So um, yeah, good week for games for me. Go ahead, Gables. I went on long enough. All right. So yeah. Anyway, the <laughs> the games that I've played this week. Well, gaming this week for me has been kind of interesting because I played a little bit more Rocket League, and even to the extent I spent money on all the DLC for <laughs> uh, the whole Battle of the Battle Cars, the whole Chaos Run, and stuff like that. And then I came across another interesting little DLC mishap happening here. I have gotten every trophy for the DLC stuff except for the Battle of the Battle Cars. As a matter of fact, the DLC that I had purchased, Battle of the Battle Cars, does not even register inside my own game for some Ooh. reason. I'll tell you why. Here's the thing about it is, I got the other DLCs. I got that NBA flag pack, which I think I've said on record on the podcast that uh, I don't have any of my fucking flags that I paid $2 for. Yeah, that's right. And... <laughs> I've paid $4 for this DLC pack, and I do not have the cars that uh, registered on my freaking game file, despite having purchased it on the PSN. So quite literally, I have about 88% completion for Rocket League. I've already gotten the Platinum a long time ago. I mean, I don't give a shit that it's like, okay, uh, it's not like I wanted to 100% complete the game or anything, but... uh, (laughs) I sure would have loved to at least have the other two battle cars so I can at least attempt to play through and complete the game if I really felt like it, since I've been playing it now for how many years now? Three two years? years? Three, yeah. And that was a free game that we got off of PSN yeah. one summer. And here I am, I'm still playing that game. That's my go-to game. Yeah. That's my Madden, quintessentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk about me here. The, the way I put, like... Three million years are uh, worth of gameplay into Madden every year, so give or take. Could be a bit sarcastic there. I don't know, but go ahead. Now the thing. Now the thing about me is I'm not so much a completionist inside of like particular aspects, but when I really get into a game, and if I feel like I'm going to turn it on and try to complete something. Having a little mishap like that creates some sort of obsessive compulsiveness to where I'm trying to figure out what I need to do, how I'm going to do it, and uh, I'll try a couple different things because if I do not find a way to get that stuff registered on my little game file and stuff to actually make those cards appear, I'm probably going to delete the whole game off my system (laughs) because I have exhausted every single thing to do in that game. I've beaten the season modes, I've went online, I've unlocked every single trophy except for going through and collecting a painted item and, like, leveling up a certified item and stuff. You need money in order to try to get stuff like that, apparently. Um, Which I do not want to pay for achievements. (laughs) I'm going to be your call center guy here. Have you uh, tried unplugging and plugging back in your PS4? (laughs) I've tried... I have tried booting up the game, closing it, and reopening the app. I have tried, and I'm going to try this again, deleting the game off my PS4. Oh, wow. And installing it on, and then downloading the DLC thing separately. Yeah. 
I mean, that seems to be the most obvious thing. I was going to ask that. Maybe, yeah. like, go in. Maybe just try to... Because you, you, can, you can just delete the DLC. I mean, maybe just try to delete that shit off there and uh like, How would you delete, like, individual DLC, though? Uh, I think if you go to your library... Um, so if you scroll away over, if you're in the PS4, the, the main screen, whatever, you go all the way over the right and check out your library. It'll say, like, it'll show all the games you you paid for. You go to Rocket League, it'll show six add-ons or how many ever add-ons you own for it. And you could probably go in there and look them up individually and be able to delete those ones. I don't know. Could be wrong. Uh, but Or maybe go to the store, the PSN store, and go to the Battle Cars DLC area. And maybe still maybe see if you can re-download it or uh, something like that. Show it in there. It's only I can think well, yeah, of. Yeah, I I could try doing. I can try seeing like a little bit later if I can do something like that. But it registers that I've downloaded all those DLC and it's installed on my file. Yeah. So I'm not too sure whether it's a glitch that uh, potentially could be what's causing this issue. But at the moment of time, I do not have the two battle cars and other types of items that were promised inside this DLC pack and. Uh, and also, I still don't have those uh, those like uh, NBA flags that I really wanted because you know I kind of like to have the option to support the Golden State Warriors on my team, on my little fly thing in my car. Considering my car is Warriors colors, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if it wasn't all of that and stuff, I mean, hell, even regardless of that whole issue, I still went through the process of playing a lot of Rocket League this past week. I probably played a little bit more than I've had in the past couple months because I was actually making the point to see what else I could do inside that game since I've been playing just a bunch of random exhibition matches and some random online matches where some people are good, some people are okay. But Gable's a god. <laughs> don't call me a god at least I, i'll attest though that i have great reflex like great reflexes when it comes to like uh to anticipating where something's going to <laughs> come into a general direction so that i could go forth and possibly like uh catch something at the last possible moment <laughs> like for instance if i drop something i'll somehow be able to catch the darn like item that i've dropped without even like breaking a sweat or even double thinking about it it's like instinct <laughs> that's sort of the way i kind of like uh, play rocket league too because i'm so used to the whole ball the trajectories of like how much they would bounce off the walls or off the ceiling or the exact moment of when i should jump and flip in terms to get a like uh the thing over a goal and stuff yeah <laughs> <clears throat> But uh, other than that, though, I've uh, decided this past week that I wanted to try Dark Souls one more time. So I went off to GameStop, and I bought Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls 3, and I'm going... And I have progressively started up a new game for Dark Souls 2, like Scholar of, Scholar of the First Sin... I've played roughly around an hour and a half. I've went through just the first miniature section. At one point today, I was actually going through and watching a 40-minute tutorial of how I could <laughs> go through and uh, just kind of understand the game a little bit more. Because here's the thing. These type of games fascinate me because they kind of remind, they kind of remind me of old games like Castlevania, like Ninja Gaiden, where... You need a like a particular set of skills in order to 
get past certain areas. It's the whole, oh, this game is not going to pull any punches. you got to get better at the game in order to advance further. So I took the time to look through a bunch of these little tutorial things. I decided to just follow little bits and pieces of it. And right at the right at this time, I have at least leveled up a few times. I've collected enough souls to where, hey, I am able to upgrade my Estus Flask. I'm able to go through and uh, find a particular set of weapons that I could uh, get in order to make things a lot easier. Because with my current build that I'm doing with Dark Souls 2, I am trying to experiment with a sorcerer. Meaning my intelligence stat is kind of, is really high up. It's like about 15 or something at the start. 14, 15, give or take. So my overall plan is I want to try to go ahead and grind on this particular spot near a bonfire. To the extent where I'll pretty much harvest a bunch of souls in order to upgrade the intelligence staff and like a, the intelligence stat and like a lot of like different other stats in order to make it make my character strong enough to where I can progress to the next area without so much of a sweat. I mean right now I have not even faced a boss. I have faced a bunch of side characters and some that I would consider mini bosses in other games, even though in this game it's probably like, oh hey, this is enemy number two. This ain't <laughs> a mid boss, that's the mid boss. <laughs> With the fucking thing the size of a Godzilla. Yeah, fuck that but, game. Uh, it's too hard. But it just gone back. It just just takes me back to classic gaming style. This is going to be kind of a test of patience with me because I am experimenting to see how long this game is going to keep me interested. Give or take, this is the third time that I've purchased a Dark Souls style of game. I've not quit because of how difficult the games are. I, it's been kind of just hit or miss because I've had the game on PS4 before. I ended up trading out my PS4 last summer with a bunch of other games that I had had to get an Xbox One S, and apparent and obviously that didn't work out for me <laughs> either because I grew. Oh God, I don't know what it was. I just got burnt out because there was not any type of first-party games I was very much interested besides maybe Forza Three, Forza Horizon Three, to actually go through and play that I was interested in, and so. I ended up trading in the 1S, because by that time I had uh, a PS4 that Tyler pretty much gave me for almost next to nothing. <laughs> hey, I got so, you gave me enough money to uh, buy Horizon Zero Dawn, so it worked out my end. Well, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, worked out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it did end up working out for both of us in the end during that exchange. Yeah. And oh, after I... Yeah? I was going to say, um, it's funny enough, the controller, I was just thinking about this the other day, uh, or actually earlier today... Uh, the controller that you have that I, I bought, like, <clears throat> the things that go over the analog sticks because the old analog sticks got yeah. destroyed because I played Injustice 1 on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so this is the controller that you broke things while going through yeah. Injustice well, 1. That's it, it funny. Just, yeah, tr- uh, using the analog sticks so much, it actually um, rubbed off the uh, the little ripper pieces that go over uh, the analog stick itself because Injustice playing that so much. So yeah, I was just thinking about that earlier today. I'm like, oh yeah, like this, this, the first one of these destroyed my controller. So now Gables has it. Yeah, so. Rocket League was the reasoning why that I destroyed the rubber off my other controller yeah, to go. the extent where I had to play. Where now, whenever I get a new PS4 controller, I have to put little thumb grips on. Yeah, which I have, by the way, on my uh, my blue PS4 controller. 
which you know what that controller's not too bad i don't know why but i don't think the microphone port works on it oh that sucks <laughs> but uh anyway back to the whole like dark souls 2 thing it's it's sort of less a test for myself to see how much patience or how much of the extent where i want to uh play this game because if i play this game and stuff and if i get hooked on to it i mean that's great and stuff but if i just go ahead and uh, i am not even remotely interested in playing any more of it i'm getting rid of those games quintessentially because this is the third attempt if i'm not hooked i am not going to play them again yeah <laughs> you're giving it more crap than i did i played two hours of bloodborne and gave up on the series in general just the entire uh that entire genre of games gave up on it so well the thing the thing about me is it's like i only have so much finet amount finet like in like you know finet amount of time to play and experience certain games i mean all of us do we're adults mm-hmm. here <laughs> but uh well by age an epic... yes not so much in maturity talk about myself here <laughs> But with a huge-ass game, like, say, Dark Souls and stuff, I just want to play games where I can immediately go through, know what I'm going to be doing, and then just get from from there instead of investing so much time inside of, a, like, a 40- or 50-hour RPG, which I'm not familiar with, and then go through whatever type of rigmarole in order to try to get better. So, today and tomorrow, like, uh, the rest of tonight and tomorrow, I'm going to be trying out some more of Dark Souls 2 and see what else happens. <laughs> so, I'm giving it one last shot. Ah, I get but other than that, that's pretty much what I've been playing. All the credit in the world to you, buddy, because, like I said, I couldn't do it. I can't do it. Um, but before we move on, uh, I wanted to, uh, I didn't mention it last week because I wanted Troy to be here. I figured if I'm going to fillet him, might as well do it while he's here. Um... So, a couple weeks ago, uh, May 7th, it was my birthday, uh, turned the big 2-8, uh, so I didn't know anything about this, uh, but Troy blocked me on Facebook, and, <laughs> um, oh, one second, there's a plane flying over my head. There it goes. Nintendo must have known I was talking about him. Um, so anyways, uh, <laughs> um, he blocked me on Facebook on my birthday. Uh, I did a thing on the talking ship group um, where I didn't, know, I didn't know any of this was happening. Uh, but a big thing I've been doing the last, uh, this last past this past year, actually, uh, during E3 is my goal. If I got the 500 bucks, I was going to get a tattoo of the Extra Life logo on my arm. Uh, last year I got sh- a little shy of it as a $370 good year for me, my best year I ever had. Uh, but then obviously didn't reach my goal. Um, so, uh, he was nice enough to go in the talk ship group on Facebook and block me on, like I said, and told everybody that it would be really cool that on, um, my birthday, they got me as close as possible to my goal, uh, $500, um, so I can get this tattoo and how great would it be if it was on my birthday? Uh, and much to Troy's surprise and mine, because uh, I had no fucking clue what was going on, um, I started getting all these donations um, popping up. And um, Troy was nice up. He donated me some money. Uh, Sean Stewart, uh, Shipwreck Panda, a.k.a. Jason, uh, his wonderful wife, Chelsea, um, Adam Mutton, a.k.a. Mutton Chops, 
Uh, yeah, all the way from all, yep, all the way from Australia donated money to me. Uh, Colby uh, was nice enough to donate money to me. Fucking uh, <laughs> <Logan> Colby. <laughs> Nerves, uh, Tim, aka Tim, uh, one of the creators of Talking Ship, uh, donated yeah. to me as well. Uh, Colby's sister Amanda donated to me. Nathan and um, uh, Michael uh, also donated money, donated money to me uh, all on my birthday. Raised me over three hundred million dollars on my birthday. Uh, got me got me to uh, five hundred seventy dollars for the for the year so far. Blew, oh my god! Blew away my five hundred dollar goal I had. Blew away uh, what I earned last year already in in early May at that point. Um, so not only did I make my goal, uh, I'm getting a silver medal. I'm getting the T-shirt. I will be getting here shortly uh, a extra life tattoo. Um, I wanted wow. to do it while Troy was here. I didn't. That's why I didn't talk about last week. Uh, unfortunately, he's got not really. Unfortunately for us, he's not here. But uh, a lot of cool shit is happening in his life right now. Is the reason why he's not here. Um, graduating, getting a new job, all that shit. Um, hopefully, he'll be back soon to talk about it with all that. But he's got bigger and better things going on than our podcast right now. Um, mm. But of Troy, if you are listening, I've already thanked him a couple times, probably half a million times. Uh, I want to thank you again on the show. Um, and thank everybody again for donating to me and making, um, my birthday, uh, not only a day to remember, uh, for the rest of my life, but my birthday, one of the best birthdays of my life. Uh, really cool. Yeah. Really cool thing. Uh, it was a really cool, um, way Sunday night on my birthday, uh, kind of wrap up the day. Troy unblocked me and, uh, told me to go look on (laughs) Facebook. I looked on Facebook and found out what the hell was going on. And read everybody's messages, read his wonderful message uh, to me, about me, I should say. Uh, so, yeah, it was cool. Uh, once again, thank you to everybody. Um, and once again, thank you, Troy. Uh, but that's going to wrap up the show for the week. Um, one second. You know what? I'm going to take another drink of my beer here. It's too good. Mm. Uh, anyways, like I said, wrap up the show for the week. Um uh, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. If you uh, enjoyed the show and you want to hear more from us, we are on Facebook. We have a page and group. It is Drunk Dash Nerds on um, on there. So like and join us. Uh, it's a good way to go to when we release your shows. That's the best way to find out. Uh, as, so as, a, as soon as the show releases, it's a good place to be. Also on Twitter is a great place to be for that. Uh, Drunk, da- uh, Drunk Nerds Pod. I'm sorry. Uh, follow, uh, follow us on there. Uh, one of the next best places to go for when the show comes up. If you want to listen to it as soon as it comes out. Also on YouTube, we are Joke Nerds Podcast, so subscribe to us on there. Um, we got some videos up there. You can like um, like those videos and subscribe. Like I said, uh, tell your friends. Be great. Uh, every time you like a video, uh, Gables gets a promotion um, uh-huh. in the army. So that's a cool thing. Uh, and also on Twitch, uh, we are Joke Nerds Podcast on there. Uh, so follow us on there. Um, I want to thank you guys once again for listening to our show. Uh, oh, before I forget iTunes, uh, most of you listen to us on there, but in case you're not, if you're listening to us on YouTube, because that's where the show goes as well, um, you can check us out on iTunes, uh, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast, obviously. Uh, if you can give us a five-star review, we'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, if you give us, if you actually write out a review, we'll read it on the show, and we will shout you out on the show. Um, so, once again, also, greatly appreciate that, too. Uh, so, once again, thank you for listening. I was your host, as always. I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So, until next week, everyone, game hard, game heavy, and 
don't forget to get a couple of brews and just relax in front of the TV and do whatever the hell you feel like is right. And also, sorry, Kevin Costner's dad for killing your son in Destiny. Dances with wolves. <laughs> <laughs> feel really bad about that one. Dances with wolves. <laughs> <laughs> beers there anyways we're on itunes now so go on there check us out and if you like us leave us a review and we'll even shout you out and jack will send you his credit card number